peoples of the worldwide federated internet what is good So today I was opening my Bible, going through the book of Exodus. Um, I believe we're in chapter 11 and I'm going, going over some things. Very, very interesting uh, portion. Actually, no, I think we're in, I was looking over my notes, chapter 12 getting to the sacrifice of the lamb and the Passover. Definitely super interesting. We know that these things show Christ. So I'm definitely excited to get to that. But something I was thinking about today, I saw so us praying. Um, my, my prayer life has kind of modified, I would say, last year. It's more organic than it was after I got saved. It's not so robotic. And I think a lot of people have that issue with the robotic prayer life. But as I was praying about, you know, several things, praying for people, specific people. And one of the prayers, and I'm sure that this is similar for a lot of you believers out there. Maybe it's not. I'm just assuming maybe it is similar you have people in your life, people in your circle of influence, people that you pray that God would work. Um, I'm trying to, because I don't necessarily pray it that way. I just, I just pray that God would, would work out whatever his plan and will is for that person's life. But ultimately, I would love everybody to come to the truth or the, the, as you can tell, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. And the reason I do that a lot is because I realize when I'm watching other people's videos, how sometimes you can word something. And if, if it's a person that I've been listening to for a while and I've heard them speak in long form over several issues, they can say something that could easily, easily be taken the wrong way. Now, I know what they mean because I've been following them for a while. So there's really no need for, for exposition. But what that makes me realize is when I say certain things, I need to be careful how I word things because things can be taken the wrong way. Uh, so I want people to understand the gospel. Let's put it that way, because there's, there's many people who have heard the term gospel, who have heard the term the gospel, and can probably recite some things to you that seem super legit, but they still don't understand the gospel, right? They, they haven't come to a true conscious realization of what all this means. So I'm, I'm praying about that for 
people in general, but you know, we all have people that we pray for specifically family members, close friends, coworkers, what have you. And as I prayed that, I was seemingly stopped. Now, again, I'm trying my best not to be super uh, religious. Now, when I say religious, I want to add this caveat for people who may not listen to me on a regular basis. I'm not talking about true religion as laid out in the Bible. I'm talking about religiosity as in the way the world views this. So I try not to be religious, uh, worldly religious in my statements. I try to abstain from all of that. But uh, as I said, as I'm as I'm praying for people, thinking about these things, I was stopped in my tracks, so to speak, because as I'm praying, I started to think about a verse. I'm going to go to this verse and I'm just going to share a little bit of what I what I thought as I was praying and then started thinking about this verse because it made me realize that there's 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 more. How can I put this? There's more responsibility on us than we want to take account for. So I'm going to go to the gospel of Matthew and chapter five. Let's get into this. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, trying to expound on a bunch of things, but I'm going to start at verse 11, kind of move quickly down to verse 16. I say quickly, but you know how I do. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake and that for my sake of course is important i've gone over this before uh uh su the, the suffering that the bible talks about especially in this context is not just arbitrary right so <laughs> you know people think you know that they're, they're suffering for something not relevant to the the gospel of the lord jesus christ and you know they think they've arrived and it's like wait a minute buddy you you don't necessarily fall into the category of this verse, because the Bible says suffer falsely for my sake. The Lord Jesus Christ is not talking about arbitrary suffering. He's talking about suffering for his sake, for the sake of the gospel. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets, uh, which were before you. That's kind of well, not kind of. That's definitely not like the world rejoicing because you're suffering. Who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. Just keeping it real. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get out of this worldly religiosity of just, yes, I want to suffer. Now, we should take joy in this. But again, it's definitely not something that I want to do. Excuse me. I'm trying to stop something going on, on my computer here. Um. Okay, so. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and uh, and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be.
be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that uh, that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which art in heaven. As I was reading that, I, I thought about a couple things. So, well, as I was thinking about that, let me correct myself. So again, praying for someone, uh, praying that they understand the gospel, uh, praying for other people that God would help them praying for, you know, world leaders, praying for the country. You know, there's a lot of turmoil going on and I'm praying about all of this stuff. And when I thought about this verse, I thought, could it be, could it be that in my life, in my sphere of influence, the, 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 the people that are around me, could it be that the things I've been praying about my submission was the thing that I was praying about? Let me make that make sense. Let's say you're, you're praying about, uh, a person who you know who let's say you went to church with and let's say they fell to something got some issue fell to some sin got things going on in their life and let's say you were you were praying god help this person help them to see x y and z what if the key to them seeing what they need to see air quotes like you're praying about or the key to them uh, being restored was you submitting to God. That's what I thought about as I was praying. Because again, reading that verse, the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Now, why did he say so shine? Well, the analogy he used right before it, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. You don't light a candle and then cover it, right? Just, again, simplistically looking at this for exactly what it says, using the same analogy, when you light a candle, it's dark. So you need something to give you context for this darkness you need things to be illuminated so you know where to step and where not to step, right? So when you light a candle, you uh, it says you don't cover it, you know, under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So now everybody that are that's in the house can see and discern, and they know where to walk and where not to walk, all because this light shined the way the light shined the way like this like again i'm trying not to be super religious you know worldly religious and how i approach this but this is literally as i was praying and thinking about this verse and it, again i do not use my bible or view the bible like a ouija board and i hate when people do this right i don't just randomly let me pull a verse and see you know what's going on for today i don't do that 
I try to read my Bible enough where these things are constantly running around in my head. So as I'm praying, I'm thinking about things that I've read sometimes unconsciously, right? Sometimes it's just you, you like today, my prayer coincided with something I read in my Bible. So I begin to make a connection and I begin to think to myself, what if I am the, the as I said, the key to this prayer is me. What if that is the case? What if the thing that we're missing when we pray for for people to get? And I'm not just talking about when I say help. I'm not just talking about monetary help. Right. Because I, I think sometimes when we talk about help, we immediately associate that with monetary as if money is all life is about as if that's the only area whereby people need help. I'm talking about help in other ways. I'm talking about help spiritually. You know, I'm I'm talking about help navigating life issues. What if the key to that prayer being answered is you submitting your light shining so people know which way to go? And I'm telling you, when I started thinking about that, as I was praying, I thought, "Ooh, is is the reason is the reason the people that I've prayed for that are that are within my sphere of influence is the reason those prayers haven't necessarily come to fruition or maturation or been dealt with is because I am lighting this candle and putting it under a bushel. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not I'm not being a light that I that I'm supposed to be how and I and I said this before I said you know the the things that go on in a world is it and could it be that we expect so much to change and we expect so many things to happen and really the reason these things don't happen the, re, the reason these things don't come to fruition the reason things don't play out like we expect or want them to play out because we didn't play our part. We are we are the pawns on the board trying to move in another way or we're not moving. We're wondering why the chess game isn't being played because we're the pawns and we're sitting in place. The game hasn't started because we haven't moved. And I really like like I said this what what happened as I was praying, I was like, "Yo, I wonder again the reason I'm saying I wonder is because this is not definitive, right? I always like to give that caveat. This is not religious. I'm not a preacher. And again, you might get tired of me saying this, but for people who might tap in at the end of the video, people, you, when you look, when you look through the metrics, if you, if anybody who has a podcast understands this, you know how, how much people listen to, you know, whether they listen through a whole podcast, you can see how many people actually listen through. And I can tell you one, I don't have many listeners, but many people who do listen, don't listen to the whole podcast. So people might be catching bits and pieces of the things I'm saying. And I want to make sure the things I'm saying is in full context. So the reason I keep saying, I wonder is because I, this is not dogmatic. This is not a message. This is not a quote unquote sermon. This is what I was thinking literally. So I thought, could it be, that the reason these things were are stuck in place is because a lot of the onus of responsibility is on 
me. Someone said something many years ago that I never, I can't take credit for this term or this, this, this phrase or this saying. They said, you pray about a lot of things, but there does come a time where you have to put feet to your prayers. Yes, God is sovereign and in control. But if I pray for a job and don't go looking for a job at all, do not ever get off my couch and apply for anything. Could job, could God still, you know, provide me a job? Yeah, absolutely. He could. I'm not necessarily sure that that's how this thing works, though. I have to get up. I have to apply. I have to build a resume. I have to go do some interviews. There is something, there is something that I have to do. And I wonder sometimes if with all these things that we pray about concerning other people, other people being helped spiritually, mentally, or, or what have you, uh, uh, believers being helped, unbelievers understanding the gospel. I wonder if the reason the goalpost never moves or that's a bad analogy. I wonder if the reason the chess game never starts is because we are the pawns that don't move and therefore the game is not in motion yet something i thought about today i was gonna i was gonna um kind of go over the book of exodus and i was doing some reading taking down some notes and but this thought just get especially after i was praying this thought just it, it was one of those things where i started praying and this thing almost screamed at me and again not being religious with it i'm not i'm not telling you that yes god gave me a word i i despise when people say that i'm sorry it's my soapbox i hate it i'm just saying i read my bible enough that a lot of things go through my mind as i'm thinking about certain things praying about certain things and yes i do believe that that god does bring these things to mind different things and different different bible verses different bible principles to mind a lot of times when you're thinking about something or praying about something i do believe that's ha that happens but i just don't want to get into the super religiosity of it but again this was screaming at me and i was like "Ooh, man could it be that the onus of responsibility as some degree lays at my feet I prayed a prayer and there's something that I'm supposed to do that I'm not doing. And that's the reason things don't happen. Just my thought. What I was thinking today. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.